happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for coming back to the Girl God's Got You podcast. Really excited to be starting the week off sharing some life advice, some tips, a life update, and hopefully just some encouragement to start your week off on a good foot. Fun fact though, I just filmed a third of this intro and my microphone was not plugged into my computer so the audio is really bad. So I don't have to re-record this section of the intro, which is all good. I have my own technical difficulties because I'm not not super techie. A lot of people think I'm techie, but when it comes down to it, not really. I just know the basics and obviously I, I don't know how to plug in my microphone correctly. But round two. I hope you guys had a wonderful week. I know it's gearing up for Thanksgiving. I'm going to be having a podcast episode next week sharing a couple different things I'm grateful for and how I want to have a shift in perspective when it comes to gratitude and thankfulness. So we'll have a Thanksgiving-themed episode. But today, we're going to be talking about how to use the net benefits perspective in your daily life. It's something pretty interesting. It's how the net benefit worldview can apply to your daily decisions. I'll dive into what the net benefit worldview means to me and how I define it. We'll do that after we go into the intro. So back to the topic of the intro. I hope you guys had a great week. Mine was filled with a lot of networking, a lot of different tasks for Rotary, which is a service club I'm part of. Uh, I was filled with just a lot of kind of busy work tasks at work, which is all good. But now that I'm done with my test, I'm kind of catching up on all the little stuff. And hopefully this next week at work, I could focus more on different projects, focus on growing the business in different ways. Really excited about that. I find that now that I'm done with my tests and I have a lot more time at work and after work in my day, I find that there's so many things I want to do, but I really need to keep on the plan of checking the little things off so I can make time for the big things and the big needle movers, not only in my work life, but my personal life. So it's been a good week. Last week was, once again, as I said, really busy with busy work tasks and networking. And then I think this next week is going to be filled more with projects. But I'm really excited for Thanksgiving coming up. I'm going to my boyfriend's family house for a a few days and looking forward to flying out there and having some good family time. I'm also going to see my grandparents later this week. or is it this week or I think it's next Saturday I'm seeing them soon haven't seen them for a while happy about that so this next week I'm, I'm looking forward to family time and I guess to dive into the goals I'll give you a recap of my goals last week as I'm starting to share more goals in the intro and then I'll share a little bit of what my goals for this week will be so last week I said that my goals were to organize my kitchen and to kind of set up my personal financial goals and get in line with those and figure out where I want to go Well, there was no kitchen organized. That was unfortunate, but it didn't happen. But that's going to be a goal for this upcoming week. And then I did have a light overview of my financial goals and my budget, but I'm going to be doing it a little more in depth this week. Um, But in addition to adding more to those two goals, uh, my current goal is really to stay on top of cleaning my apartment. I really want a system down. I want to have in my calendar something such as Thursdays, clean the bathroom, Fridays, vacuum, Saturdays dust and mop just the little tasks spread around the week and put it on my calendar because my apartment's pretty dang small but to clean the entire thing in one day sometimes I just don't have the time or the energy to do that so I kind of want to make a system of cleaning my apartment sometimes it's nice when I just set a timer for 7 to 12 minutes and just go at it but I really want to start deep cleaning on different days 
And then I want to start planning my Christmas crafts. I have a couple different craft ideas for Christmas presents, and I'll be sharing those more when the holiday season comes up. And then, of course, in my episode after Christmas, because I don't want to spoil the surprise right now. But I have some Christmas craft ideas, and I want to do more Pinterest research on even more of them, maybe some homemade ornaments or something. But super excited to have those goals, and hopefully I will complete them all. But now to dive into the God's Got You moment of the week. I had dinner with my brother, my mom and dad, and Aaron this last week. We had family dinner on Thursday at a nice restaurant just to celebrate passing my test. It was super fun. And then some of our cousins actually surprised us at the restaurant, which was awesome. But it was just so nice to have good quality family time. I find that with all the different schedules, especially now that my brother and I are growing up, we're twins, so we used to, of course, spend a lot of time together, but now that we're growing older, and the the visits are a little bit more far and few between but it's nice to have the full family together so very nice quality time a lot of good family time a lot of smiles and sweet moments so that was awesome and the older i get the more i'm appreciating family and i want to keep making family time a priority or at least working on it it's not i'm not always the best at it because i feel like sometimes it's hard to make time for family but i want to get better and better because honestly those moments are pretty much more life-giving than than other moments. Spending time with loved ones are very much life-giving and I'll be sharing that more in this net benefits approach but when you make time for family and loved ones life just has a lot more joy in it. So to move on I want to share our quote of the week. The quote of the week is if you change the way you look at things the things you look at change. That's by Dr. Wayne Dyer. I believe he's either a a motivational speaker or a motivational author. I'm not sure if he's one or both. But I really like that. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that definitely does apply to today's topic about your worldview. And I want to share a couple more intro ideas before we go into that. And that is the journal prompt of the week. So last week, our journal prompt for you guys to write down and kind of think about was having an impossible goal. What's your biggest impossible goal? And then figuring out how you're going to get to that goal. So for me, my impossible goal is I really want to be a successful business. I can't even speak. I want to be a successful business owner and a wonderful mom and wife. Now, I know this is not impossible because a lot of people do it, but to me, it's a ginormous goal and I have a a lot of work to do to get to that point, especially to make my business a certain way to where I can be a present and wonderful mother and wife someday. So figuring out how to manage it all while also spreading the most light to the world as I grow older is kind of one of those big, overwhelming, quote unquote, impossible goals that I really want to get to. And I really want to figure out how to create different routines and efficiencies in my business to get me to that point. But I also want to figure out how to really have good routines and perspectives in in life personally to get to that point. Because a lot of work mentally has to go into these goals, especially when you're managing a business and being a mom and a wife someday. So that's just a really big goal that I want to have and I'm sharing it with you guys. So for our journal prompt this week, the current prompt is this. What is a new perspective shift you need to make. Great one, I think, especially when we're talking about perspectives in this episode. And just like this week, I shared what my answer to my journal prompt was. Next week, I'll share my answer to this question. 
What is a new perspective shift you need to make? I would also love to hear your guys' answers to these journal prompts if you want to share. You can either email them to me or DM them to me on Instagram. I have all that contact information in the show notes of this episode. So if you want to share, please share. Also, I'd love to hear your God's Got You moments that we could all share our highlights and God moments together to encourage each other more and more in the week. But now I want to dive into my favorites. Like I said, I'm not sharing these to be an influencer and get you guys to spend money and buy stuff, but I just find it entertaining when I listen to other young women's favorites because it's fun to talk about. So I have three this week. First one, this is kind of general, but I always wear dresses to the office. They're comfy. I feel good, feel modest, feel professional. But I've recently been wearing wearing more work pants with a blouse and a blazer. And I just low-key feel like a power woman in those outfits. I feel really like I'm a business owner. I'm feeling good. I feel confident. So I've been really loving more of the work pants and blazer situation. Of course, I'm a diehard dress girl. Love, love the dresses. But the work pants and the blazer are definitely so fun. Especially when the weather gets colder here in Arizona. Because wearing pants and a blazer, even now, is pretty, pretty warm. But I'm happy that the colder weather is coming. So I could dive into more of that side of professional fashion. Second favorite. I do love a fresh notepad and I'm going to be sharing some of my to-do list hacks in some upcoming productivity episodes, but I love writing down all of my things on a to-do list, a personal one, a work one, one for my rotary volunteer involvement one. I love having a couple different to-do lists. I find that really helps, but something I've been doing is instead of just using a notepad, I'm transitioning more into a to-do notebook, just a thin notebook so that I could carry it around in my purse, in my work bag, with me, with my books and everything. Wherever I'm going, just having this to-do list notebook with me for two reasons. One, I love crossing stuff off. I love that it's all there. I can look at it. It makes me, you know, feel organized. Secondly, though, it can help me look back at what I've accomplished. And it's really easy to have to-do lists, check them off, throw them away. And sometimes you feel so overwhelmed with everything you have to do, but it's kind of motivating to look back a few weeks ago and think, wow, I got all that stuff done. I could definitely tackle this week. So it's kind of a motivational thing for me and kind of a journaling thing. So fresh notepad, fresh notebook is a favorite of mine. I was buying a lot of uh, journals and notepads on Amazon because it's quick and easy, but I love, uh, where was I at? I think I was at a coffee shop. And I saw some really cute notebooks. I thought, huh, I should look around at more like a Target, a TJ Maxx, a Marshalls, maybe some coffee shops next time I need a notebook. Because Amazon's pretty quick and easy with those notebooks. But it's sometimes fun to find some cuter ones that are have a little bit more paper in them <laughs> for the, uh, the actual to-do list journal. So it looks nice and you feel motivated. So last favorite is my favorite granola I have been making. I love snacks and I love carbs, so granola is one of my best friends. And I kind of came up with this recipe and I just started making it. These are not specific measurements, but I will leave a general recipe in the show notes below. But it's a apple, banana, chocolate chip, vanilla granola. It's a softer granola. I really like soft granolas. You have to keep it in the fridge or else it'll grow mold. I had a situation where my banana bread grew mold and my friend did not know about it. she ate the moldy banana bread that's a story for a different time but anything with banana put it in the fridge maybe that's just self-explanatory but i realized that the hard way or rather my friend realized that the hard way um so the granola i make i get two ripe bananas i mash them up i add probably half to two-thirds of a cup of applesauce in there mix it all together with some vanilla extract and then i pour in i'd say two to three cups of oats 
and then I put in about a quarter cup slash a third of a cup of almonds, probably more of a third of a cup or a little less than that, not too many almonds. And then I throw in some shaved coconut as much as I want, usually just a little bit. I throw in some cinnamon. I throw in a good amount of chocolate chips because chocolate chips are amazing. I stir that up. I put that on a cookie sheet. After I grease the cookie sheet with coconut oil or olive oil or whatever kind of oil cooking spray you want to use, I pop that at 420, 425 Fahrenheit in the oven. And I kind of watch it. It's probably 15 to 20 minutes. Of course, all of these are not exact numbers, but oh, it makes such chewy, delicious granola. I eat it with my chocolate chips, of course, more chocolate chips, <laughs> and or I eat on top of my yogurt, or I eat it just as a snack or dessert. It's so good. I love it. Very, very yummy. So I would totally recommend uh, you guys to try that granola recipe out. It's super nice, especially after you've cooked dinner. The house smells like food, and I have a very small apartment, and sometimes I don't like to open up the blinds or the windows, and so making granola after you make dinner makes the apartment smell like granola, not salty food. So it's a good way to get your your apartment smelling nice, cinnamony, and chocolatey. So I definitely recommend that granola recipe. You will not be disappointed. All right, girls, time to dive into today's topic, which the official topic title, as I like to say it, is called, What Happens When You Apply the Net Benefits Worldview? to your daily decisions. So you may ask, Isabel, what is the net benefits worldview? And I will explain it in very simple terms. And for those of you that were in speech and debate with me in high school, I'm gonna be throwing out a team policy term to you all. Team policy is just a form of debate. debate. I never did it in high school. I always did Lincoln Douglas, which is the fancy way of saying one person debates one person instead of two people debate two people. Of course, there's a lot more to it than that, but to get back to the point, a lot of my friends in team policy would use something called net benefits. Now, net benefit, the idea of it is there's a handful of pros to a situation, good, positive things. There are some negatives to the situation. When you take the positives minus the the negatives, you get the net positives, or in this case, net benefits. And the way they would explain it is judge, because there is someone judging the debaters, judge whichever side has the highest amount of net benefits in today's debate round should win this today today's debate round so i'm totally stumbling over my words and i'm butchering it which is kind of ironic since i'm literally talking about speech and debate but it's okay it's a sunday evening and i'm a little tired but we're talking today about the net benefits perspective on your life what do i mean by this when we're talking about real life not just debate the way i like to think of it is when you have daily decisions that you don't really want to do, like maybe getting up early and having a morning routine, or maybe you're cleaning your house, or maybe in my case, I did not organize my kitchen, although I would have a lot of benefit if I organized my kitchen. In regard to daily tasks, there's a lot of daily tasks and routines that we know we should do. We know there's a benefit to it, but we don't really want to spend the time or the energy or the work to do it. And so when you look at your daily life in terms of the net benefit, it can make you decide to do things a little bit sooner and maybe a little bit faster. For example, let's talk about organizing my kitchen. A perfect example of what I did not do this week, but there's a benefit of organizing my kitchen. I'm going to be calm. It's going to be clean. It's going to be beautiful. I'm going to feel de-stressed when people come into my kitchen and cook with me. They're going to think, oh, wow, it's so nice and clean. I love how calming it is. You know, it's just this calm 
this cleanliness, this organization, beautiful. That's the benefit. Well, the, the con of it, the negative side is it's going to take work. You're probably going to have to clean up some messes, messes, which is a little bit gross. You're going to spend time. You're going to spend energy, work, and cleaning up messes. Those are the negatives. Well, the end result will be a nice clean kitchen. So the net benefit is a clean kitchen. There's going to be some work, so it's going to minus some of the happiness of cleaning the kitchen, but the, at the end of the day, the net benefit weighs out the con of spending time and energy cleaning the kitchen. What's the net benefit? I was explaining this podcast episode to my boyfriend, Aaron, and he said, oh, it's kind of like opportunity cost. And opportunity cost is a finance and economics term, and I, I've used it all the time in my life, but for some reason I was drawing a blank and I said, I know this sounds silly, but can you please explain that to me? I was drawing a blank. It was a little sad, but he explained it to me. We looked it up. Opportunity cost is thinking, okay, I could clean my kitchen. It's going to cost me energy and time, but is that energy and time worth the result of cleaning my kitchen? Yes. So opportunity is pretty opportunity cost is pretty much what you're giving up to have that end result. Same thing with net benefits. What negative are you enduring to have that net benefit? And for me, when I look at my daily tasks and everything I have to do, in that perspective, life gets a little bit better, a little bit easier, and I'm actually completing more things because I'm not just procrastinating. I'm not just putting things off because I don't want to do it. It's me saying, okay, what will help my future self? What tasks can I do right now to help my future self also help other people? What can I do now to be present for other people? What can I do now to help other people feel good and organized? What can I do now to help me stay calm, to show up for work, for others, for myself? There's a lot of daily routines and if we look at the net benefits approach, things go a lot better. Let me say, I do of course procrastinate. And when I don't use this net benefits idea of just doing the work because it's gonna help me or someone else, I end up putting it off and I have a lot more work at the end. So my days go worse when I don't use this approach. And I was just thinking about it today. Wow, this is a, a good way to explain this is through net benefits. So to dive in a little bit deeper, I want to talk more about what net benefits applies to, the main things, and then we're going to just tie it all up on how we could start actively doing this net benefits mindset approach a little bit more in our daily lives because it sounds great we talk about it but how are we actually going to do it so for me in my life this net benefits perspective applies to my daily routines my communications with others my personal work in my career and then my self-talk I share with myself everything going on in my head and how I talk to myself. So those are the four main areas I'm going to be discussing the idea of this net benefit perspective and worldview. And then I'll be sharing three ways on how we could actually start implementing this net benefits perspective and turn it from a vision into a reality by making it a daily habit. So number one, daily routines. I've already touched on this, but a couple other daily routines that I apply this net benefit worldview to is making my bed, cleaning my bathroom, doing my dishes. This of course applies to my goal this week of making more of a consistent schedule, but if I say, okay, Thursdays I'm cleaning my bathroom and Tuesdays I'm vacuuming and dusting. When Thursday and Tuesday come around and I have to do that, Probably not going to want not want to do it, okay? So I'm going to apply this net benefit worldview and say it's going to take time, it's going to take energy, but it's going to be so much better when the task is complete. The net benefit outweighs the con. It truly does pay off because when you want to find motivation to do the boring thing that you really don't want to do, 
my biggest piece of advice right now is to think of three benefits from doing that hard thing. This will help you when you actually don't want to do it. So this is something I'm going to be implementing in my life this week is thinking of three benefits that I get from doing that one hard thing. The three benefits outweighs the con of time and energy. Some different examples of benefits may include what you're doing now will help other people be more relaxed and calm when they come over to your apartment or your house. Another one is it will help your brain relax and be more calm to tackle other bigger projects in your life. And the third example of a benefit that could come from doing these daily tasks is it keeps it from piling up later and you actually save more time in the long run. So thinking of three benefits when you don't want to do something can just give you that little bit of motivation to just turn your timer on for seven minutes and do it. My mom also does something called habit stacking. She was telling me about this a few weeks ago. This was in terms of living a healthy lifestyle. She said every time she goes into her master bathroom, she's going to do 10 tricep dips. Or every time she's going to go to her master bathroom on Monday, she's going to do 10 bicep curls, stuff like that, or 10 push-ups, something. So she knows that she's going to have to either go clean the bathroom or go to the bathroom or get ready for the day, all that stuff that happens when you go to your bathroom. And so every time she's going to do that habit or that task, she's going to then add another habit, such as a little bit of a workout in there. It takes 30 seconds to do 10 push-ups or 10 bicep curls. Maybe it takes a minute. 30 seconds to a minute, not that much of your day, but when you know you have to do something, like going to the bathroom, you add a different habit to that mandatory thing and you end up having a new habit stacking. So you make new habits in your day to line up with what you already have as a habit or something you need to do. Now you may ask, Isabel, how does habit stacking apply to the net benefits worldview? Well, I'm glad you asked. I think the way that it applies is if you are trying to implement new habits in your life, Habit stacking can be a way to do it. I'm actually going to do more of a podcast episode on it when I learn more about the science behind it because I'm literally just sharing what my mom shared with me a few weeks ago. And I don't think it's, of course, 100% exactly what she shared with me because it was a while ago. But needless to say, if you want to start a new habit, one way you could do it is with the habit stacking technique. But if you're not really having motivation to do either of the habits, you could think, okay, What benefit will I get from spending a little bit of extra time to clean the bathroom and do 10 push-ups? Well, the net benefit is I'm healthier and I'm getting things done. So when you want to start new habits or continue to implement current ones, this net benefit approach really helps because you're thinking about your future self or a future version of someone else and how you could help yourself or someone else by doing something good now. That really, at the end of the day, does not take a long time. So that's the first area of life this net benefit approach can apply to. The second area is through communication with others, whether it's a loved one, a stranger, a coworker, a friend, maybe it's your little sister, I don't know. But with communication, net benefits is a really good way of essentially saying think before you speak. So for example, you could respond to a request or to a conversation in a rude way. But then you know how it goes, you'll feel bad and the person you're talking to will feel bad. The net benefit is actually not there because both of you feel bad. But let's flip it around. Suppose you are responding to a request or a conversation in a kind way or a neutral way. You want to say a rude thing or you want to complain or you don't want to be really nice. But instead, if you say something nice or say something neutral, the net benefit is better. There's not a lot of conflict and not a lot of hurt feelings and you're going to move on. So it's a good way of, of reframing the idea of 
think before you speak because you know what in the moment it's sometimes hard to think before you speak so if someone's saying something or you're getting a little annoyed or someone's doing something you could think okay if i respond in this way the the net result is not going to be that good but if i respond in a different way things are going to be better so that's kind of a, a way you could apply this net benefit perspective to how you speak to people one thing that my grandma used to say is everybody be nice and i think that applies to the other common saying of if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all if the net benefit is not going to be positive nine times out of ten don't say it just don't say that negative thing because the negative normally does not outweigh the positive when it comes to communication yes you should be honest you should be clear but you could say honest and clear things in kind or neutral ways you don't have to go into a lot of negative emotions to have a positive result so Another way this could apply to communication is on the flip side, maybe you want to give a compliment to someone or you want to say you're going to pray for someone or that you're thinking about them or you're wondering how they're doing, but maybe you're just a little bit nervous about it or maybe how uncomfortable they would be. So if you're ever uncomfortable about talking to someone or complimenting them or praying for them, think about the net benefit. Most of the time, if you compliment someone or say you're going to pray for them, they will think that it's kind and thoughtful that you have given them, them this talk compliment or that you went up and talked to them and said you're going to pray for them. The net benefit of the positive situation can actually give you the courage to step out of your comfort zone and do that hard thing. So this could apply to communication of making new friends. It could apply to just wanting to spread God's light to people, talking to strangers. Maybe it could apply to a job interview. So you're really nervous to apply to this job or ask for a promotion, but you think, okay, it's going to sacrifice some nervousness and me feeling uncomfortable. But the net benefit could either be I'm getting my name out there or I get that job or I get that promotion. Or it just gives me more strength to do that hard thing next time around, apply to the next job or ask the promotion in a few months. So the net benefit when it comes to communication, whether it's keeping your cool or doing something nice for someone or extending your career, net benefit can really apply to those things as well. So the next life situation where this net benefit world you can apply to is work. Now, maybe you're a business owner. Maybe you work for corporate America. Maybe you work at a restaurant. Maybe you are in high school and you run your own babysitting business whatever kind of work you do I really think this net benefit approach can apply to you and the fact that doing the hardest thing and the thing you really don't want to do oftentimes is the best thing to do and it'll pay off the most so for example diving into my life I do not like typing meeting notes you'd think I would because I love paperwork but for some reason, I just don't know, I don't like to take meeting notes that I just wrote on a piece of paper and convert them into a Word doc. I don't know why I don't like to do that. It doesn't take that long, but when I sit there and see the meeting notes, I just put it off. So one thing that would help is if I look look at the meeting notes and think, okay, it's going to take a little bit of time, some energy right now. I have to decode my bad handwriting, which that's a feat in and of itself, but that will those cons will be definitely outweighed by the pros of organization, by me printing out a fresh Word doc and sticking it in a file or having it in an online file. The, the benefits of organization, of neatness, of consistency with workers and my dad and I being on the same page with things, it, it's a no-brainer. I should just type the meeting note out and not put it off. 
So there's little tasks like those busy work tasks this net benefit approach can apply to, but maybe it's also the big task. For me, I love client meetings. Sometimes, not going to lie, I get a little intimidated. Maybe you get intimidated by having Zoom calls or Google Meet calls or in-person meetings with people above you in your business. Maybe you get a little bit nervous when you get a big project in your job and you have so much to do. There's a lot of intimidating things in our jobs, especially when we're young and just starting out. So what you can do is just put it off and have to scramble to get it done very close to the deadline. Or maybe you want to have this client meeting, but you don't call that person or you don't get a meeting on the calendar. You're putting it off. You think that the negative will outweigh the pro of finishing the project or meeting with that person. But instead, if you once again step out of your comfort zone, schedule the meeting, start working on the project, outlining each task you have to do, that little bit of time and energy and being uncomfortable those cons will outweigh the pro of feeling good and feeling accomplished and feeling more courageous. So there's so many different ways that this net benefits approach can apply to work. All right, the last life area that I think this net benefit worldview is really applicable to is in self-talk, the way that you talk about yourself. Or in in other words, what you think on and what you focus on. So I want to expand this not just from the way you speak to yourself, but the way you think about different situations and things in your life. An example of this is, let's say you wake up in the morning, and this is for all the girls out there that, you know, sometimes don't feel the best about themselves when they wake up in the morning. Maybe you're tired, maybe you're breaking out, maybe you're bloated, maybe you have bags under your eyes. You can look in the mirror and say, oh my gosh, I look terrible this morning. I, I, I'm going to not feel good about my day. I'm not going to be able to be as efficient in my day because I don't feel good about myself. You could be negative and say how bad you look and how you wish you looked like someone else. You could make that choice when you wake up in the morning to talk negatively to yourself. But there's no benefit in that, okay? Maybe you do not look the best. Maybe that's how it is. You probably look fine, but maybe let's just say you don't look that good. What's the benefit in harping on that and continuing to tell tell that to yourself? No benefit. So let's say you don't really look that good in the morning because really who does look good that, that good in the morning? Instead of telling yourself you don't look good, you could just say, I'm going to have a great day today. I'm going to help other people. I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to have time to chill a little bit. I'm going to either spend time with family or friends. I'm going to read a good book. Think about all the positives you're going to do in the day. There's a big net benefit. The benefit is I'm going to have a great day. The negative is I don't really feel that good about myself. But if you don't talk mean to yourself, the net benefit is that you're going to have a good day. It's not 100% going to be great because maybe you just don't feel good, but it's, you know, 85 to 90% going to be great because you're going to have a good day and you're pointing out to yourself all the ways you're going to have a great day. But if you constantly tell yourself you don't look good, you don't feel good, you're not going to show up, the net benefit is probably going to be like a negative 2% because you're speaking unkindly to yourself. If this is getting confusing, the main point of what I'm saying is that instead of being negative towards yourself, don't talk to yourself in a mean way. Instead, share all the great things about the day. And maybe if you want to be a little more specific, share what you've been grateful for this week or what you're grateful for today. Focusing your thoughts less on yourself and focusing it more on your blessings or on facts or on other people can literally make your day so much better. Another example of this is, let's say you mess up at work. Maybe you send an email to the wrong person, (laughs) maybe you 
slip up on your presentation and you stumble over your words. Maybe you didn't get your project done in time or maybe you made a project and your boss just said this looks terrible. Whatever the mistake is, you could be very hard on yourself and say, why did I mess up? I'm a terrible employee. I'm a terrible business owner. I'm a terrible college student. I'm a terrible high school student. Why did I mess up on this? Oh my gosh, I won't be able to go forward. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to drop out of college. I'm not going to pass high school. You could be very negative about yourself and overreact. Instead of doing that, which has no net benefit at all, you're actually just just being down on yourself and being a hater to yourself, you could say, okay, I messed up here. I'm not perfect, but what's the first next step I could take to improve? You make a positive spin on it. You acknowledge that you made a mistake, but take a positive spin. Say, okay, made the mistake. What's the first next best thing I could do? Maybe it's respond to your boss and say, sorry that this project wasn't great. How can I improve? Maybe if you send an email to the wrong person, you could say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry about that. And then just move on. You know, stuff like that could be embarrassing, but I think sometimes that happens to people. Um, maybe you got an F on your paper in college, or maybe you got a C or a D, whatever. You, you got a, a bad grade. You think, okay, I'm going to talk to the professor. I'm going to apologize, and I'm going to ask them, is there any way I could have extra credit? Or is there a certain project coming up soon I could ask advice on to make sure I do better next time? There's always that next best thing. So the net benefit of that is pretty high because yes, you you took the L, you you uh, didn't do that well on that one project or that email or that presentation, but you could have a more positive net benefit by learning from your mistake and going somewhere positive next. So that's just a way that with your self-talk and the way you think about things and frame things in your mind, you can make one small step further in the positive direction rather than getting down on yourself and being a hater. And something negative self-talk is a part of my life I'm constantly working on, but I really want to apply this net benefit perspective to my self-talk because if you're spiraling and you're getting stuck and you're actually making more mistakes and feeling worse about yourself and showing up even less in life because you're spiraling in your negative self-talk, you could stop and say, there's no net benefit here. If there's no net benefit, why am I giving time to it? It's a good question to ask yourself. Why give time to this if there's no benefit to it? You know, if you're volunteering or you're sweating a lot outside or you're giving a lot of time to something, more often than not, there's some type of net benefit, whether it's to yourself or helping someone else. With self negative self-talk, I truly believe there's no net benefit. Maybe you're motivated to work harder next time, but that motivation is going to be fleeting because when it's funded and fueled with negativity, it's not going to last for the long term. So those are the four main areas in life that I think the net benefit perspective can apply to. These are areas that I want to use the net benefit perspective on because I think it's really going to improve my life and I think it'll improve yours if you use it. So just to reiterate, those four main areas of life was in daily routines, communication, work, and self-talk. All right, to close up this episode, I'm going to be sharing three different ways we could practically apply this net benefits approach in our life to transform this vision of it and talking about it on a podcast to a reality and starting to use it to create a habit. So there are three different ways that I want to start applying the net benefits approach to my life. And I want to share these three practical steps as a way 
that you could start applying it too if these help you. And if you guys have other ways that you think you can apply this net benefit approach to your life, please email them to me or DM them to me on my Girl God's Got You Instagram because I would love to share it with other people. And selfishly, I would love to learn what practical steps you have in mind so that I can learn how to do this better. So to dive in as we wrap up this episode, step one is to write out a list of all the negatives, or in other words, the things you need to give up in order to get to your goal. So let's go back to my kitchen goal, for example. Let's say I want to clean my kitchen and organize it. That's the benefit. It's going to have some cons. It's going to have some things I need to give up, some negatives such as time, such as, like I said, energy, and cleaning up gross stuff because there's going to be stains and stuff all around when you're organizing your fridge or cleaning out a cabinet. So those three things are all the negatives that I need to do. And if I want to put this into a to-do list type of task, it could be clear out my cabinets and my fridge, wipe things down, and put it away and organize it. Those are the three things I need to do, those three negatives, those three energy and time required things for me to have my goal of an organized kitchen. If you write those down, you cross them off the list as you go, it makes that a little less daunting. Another way that this applied to me personally recently is I had my test I had to study for, and one thing that helped is I wanted to study two or three hours a day. So I would write 30 minutes four or six times on my to-do list, and every time I got a 30-minute chunk of studying done, cross it off. Okay, that's one hard thing I did, one negative thing I did to get to that pro. Also, sorry that my phone just went off. I forgot to put it on silent before uh, this podcast. Shame on me. But to go back to the point, writing down the tasks, the negative things you need to do, and then actively checking them off can help you feel as though, wow, I have this big goal. And maybe it's way bigger than organizing your kitchen. Maybe it's a huge work project. Or maybe it's a giant essay or research paper you have to write for college if you write down those little things those little negative time sucking things you have to do and those energy required things that you have to do write them down write down those negatives cross it off you'll be closer and closer to your goal and it'll make it seem a lot more manageable so that's step one step two in applying this worldview perspective to your daily life is more on a personal faith-based note that's praying to god to ask for clarity and courage I think that God is a God of efficiency. He created the world in such a way that I believe was efficient. He inspired Jesus to share a lot of parables in the story that promoted efficiency. I think that God is efficient, especially in the way he created the world, but also in the things that he's taught us in the Bible. And I truly believe that if he wants you to be efficient with your time and efficient with your day, and I truly believe that if he wants us to use our gifts to help others, which he declares in the Bible numerous different times, He will guide us in what tasks we need to complete, even if it'll cost us a little, so that we can help others and ourselves more and more in life. Of course, I think God wants us to focus more on helping others and less on helping ourselves, but he also wants us to help both. So I'd say that asking him for clarity in your day and say, hey God, there's a lot I have to do. Please show me the choices I have to make. Please give me courage and strength to do things that I really don't want to do. And help me see that net benefit down the road. Help me understand more and more what your plan is so that I could get through the daily tasks, the big and small things, more efficiently with you as a top priority. Truly, the power of prayer helps in more ways than we think. And sometimes praying is just something you got to do and you have to just start as a habit even if you sometimes don't want to but the benefits will definitely show up down the road 
So the third step that I think is a, a good way to practically apply this worldview to your life is to understand that it's not too late to change your direction. So let's say, for example, you're spiraling in self-talk. That's not good. You're feeling bad about yourself and you're actually self-sabotaging yourself. Well, it's never too late just to stop and say, there's no net benefit in this. I'm going to stop, I'm going to start fresh, and I'm going to change my self-talk. Or another example, maybe you're arguing with someone. It's never too late just to say, hey, this is not going anywhere. Let's stop, let's start fresh, and let's have some positives from it. Let's take the next right step. Or maybe you are writing an essay and it's it's not a good essay and you're wondering where to get your sources and how to create your sentences and how to structure your argument. You could just stop, say, okay, I'm gonna go on a walk for a sec. I'm gonna listen to some music. I'm gonna take a second, realize what I'm doing, there's no net benefit, and I'm gonna do more research to write a good paper. These are, of course, really random examples, but truly, it's not too late to stop, switch your mindset, and apply this net benefit approach to your life. Because we could continue to spiral and go down a path that's not efficient and not life-giving, or we can understand what's not right and take a new direction. So I hope this podcast episode was helpful. I hope that it shared some new insights. I hope that it was a little bit entertaining and something nice and life-giving to listen to as you start your Tuesday off, or maybe you're not listening to this on a Tuesday, but I just really hope that it offered some good insight. I want to share a lot of things that I'm currently working on with you as a way to share that I'm working on it too, and as a way to also give you some different ideas on how to live life in a little bit of a different way. So I hope you have a great week. I'm really excited for next week's podcast episode, all with the Thanksgiving theme. I'll talk to you next week, and never forget that, girl, God's got you.